Halloween night. A small American town, 15 years ago. Michael? Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him. Halloween 5. This time, they're ready. This time, he's unmasked. And this time, he's back with a vengeance. Halloween 5. The Revenge of Michael Myers. Do you know why we celebrate Halloween? A long, long time ago, it was a night of great power. When the days grew short, all across the land, huge bonfires were lit. Oh, there was a marvelous celebration. And they dressed up in costumes, hoping to ward off the evil spirits, especially the boogeyman. It's 1998, in a remote California town at a secluded private school. The face of good and the face of evil will meet one last time. But this time, it's going to be a fight to the finish. I guess everyone is entitled to one good scare. I've had my share. Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. Take a treat, mother... This summer, Rob Zombie unleashes a unique vision of a legendary tale...
everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. You don't believe in the boogeyman? He's here! Michael! You should. Welcome to The Last Theater. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. Welcome to the 12th and final episode in our Halloween franchise retrospective. Final for now. Yeah, we, we made it. But yeah. we're also, we got to put a pin in like two more movies right. coming up down At the pike. So, yeah. so we're going to have to revise these lists later on, yeah. which will be fun to do. It'll be yeah. a nice revisit. We can repost it. That's a really good way to do it. Lazy and still pull off good right. content yes <laughs> so but we made it we made it to the wrap of this initial watch here so we did and you can find all of these episodes of course as always on cnjradio.com yeah so what we're going to be doing on this wrap-up episode similar to our friday the 13th wrap-up that we did a couple years ago we are looking where this is a show of lists we are going to rank all of the halloween movies in order of our preference we each have our own list that we will we have prepared and we will present to you you have given me some homework to do you've done some homework on your own there's lots of lots of stats and numbers in this episode yeah. um, but also just kind of talking about the series as a whole that we've tried to stay away from in the individual episodes we try to keep them yeah. individual specific to the movie but this one we can talk about overall arches and arcs and things throughout the series and i'd like to give every one of these lists the honorary status of let's say the critics officially honorary season of the witch rankings <laughs> because right there on the front we are not including uh, for our personal rankings we yeah. are not including halloween 3 season of the witch on here yeah. because of what it is obviously yeah we're just ranking the michael movies and our own personal ones i did i looked at rotten tomatoes you looked at imdb and i did include three just for reference i did in those too as well they'll yeah. be on my list too yeah. so. So, so yeah we got a lot to get to we're gonna have some fun here tonight i hope you're having fun out there i hope you watched all of these with us <laughs> yeah. well actually i don't hope that you watched all of these I hope you listened to all of we, these episodes. We, yeah, we told you specifically not to watch a few of these. Right. Um, I think you did that more than I did, but I, 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 I mostly agree with you. But speaking of watchers, yes. Rotten Tomatoes, I talked about this on the Friday the 13th wrap-up. Go yeah. back and listen to those and yes. all the episodes. And I was curious as to what the critics said. This is the only time I'm ever curious about what critics say. They don't have any influence on my watching. Yeah. But it's neat to find out for the ones that cared to watch these movies. Yeah. Uh, how how well they did and uh, see if they do go in with them. I mean, professionally, maybe some of them get paid still. I don't know. Yeah, but... you have to have a... There's a certain requirement because I've looked at it on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. You have to have so many people that watch your stuff and you have to be on a certain level of like publishing. Okay. So that's... See and... if it's in line with our taste is what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, so. and usually I, I don't look to critics for... I mean, because it's kind of what we're doing here at times, too, although I don't like to call myself a critic because I don't really think that encapsulates what we do here on the show. Uh, we're fans. But 
I don't have anything. I, I like critics. Uh, mm. I think Roger Ebert was great, and, and yeah. people like that. And usually, when I'm looking at certain movies, I wouldn't say usually, but a lot of times, I kind of side with critics more mm. than like the fan votes for a lot of these things. And yeah. we'll see how that plays out in, in these. I've always said it's okay that I have different tastes from yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, some of it just gets down to a lot of us are just jealous of their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, who doesn't want that, that job? Too. I'd love to have a job you like know. that. I know and, Ebert said, like, people ask me, do you ever get tired of going to the films? Yeah. He's like, not really. No. <laughs> and he said, maybe when I saw Suburban Commando. Right. And that's an actual <laughs> quote. So anyway. Yeah. And so <laughs> I know we, we did Rotten Tomatoes on the... Friday the 13th wrap-up as well, and I'm not a huge fan of Rotten Tomatoes as far as, like, their algorithm yeah. and some of the stuff that they've done over the years as far as, yeah. like, rankings and the, the way they get their information and yes. numbers. But they have become uh, an industry standard. They are. You see them, if they have good numbers, then you see them plastered all over posters and, and, and video, video boxes, boxes now. now. Yeah. And they they are a big player, so I think it's worth taking a look at something like this. It's a good conversation starter, if not the end of a conversation, which it never should be. No, it worked last time, so yeah, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So, starting this conversation tonight, I'll go, do you want me to go top to bottom or bottom to top? Always bottom to top. All right. So, number 11 on the critics' side of Rotten Tomatoes, the bottom of the list, the coincidentally with 6%. Halloween 6. Oh! The Curse of Michael Myers. All right. I, it's not undeserved. <laughs> no, no. 6%? Uh, what 6% liked this movie is what I'm right. getting at, really. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. All right. Coming in at number 10 with 11% of critics saying, yeah, this is fine. It's Halloween Resurrection. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm still on board. Like, it may not match my list, but it, it's still on board. Right. Number 9 coming in at 13%. Halloween 5, The Man in Black. Okay. He walks through with 13%. <laughs> yes. Number 8, coming in at 21%, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, okay. All right. Followed up immediately, Halloween 2007, Rob Zombie's with 27%. So there's 6% oh, difference oh. between the two. It's um, a decent jump, I guess. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting. I still think it's, it's not a bad ranking so far. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in at number 6, from 1981, Halloween Part 2 with 28%, only one percentage point better than Rob Zombie's first attempt at Michael Myers. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, you know, well, okay. Yeah. Younger people out there, yeah. you know. And you'll notice we're already, <laughs> we're already over halfway through and we're still at like 28%. Yeah, we're not even yeah. breaking. Super it, rotten. N- nothing fresh so far. Yeah. And the trend will continue because jumping up only two more percentage points was Halloween 4, the debut of Jamie Lloyd and Daniel Harris in the series. Okay. 30%, eh? Yep, number wow. five on the list. Number four on the list is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. 42%, still oh. rotten, still under 50, so... But I even feel like that 42 is a lot of it's probably in retrospect now. Yeah, I'm sure it is, yeah. yeah. People have come a long They're way. I mean, you even it. described yeah. your journey with it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Coming in at number three, Halloween H2O, 20 years later, 52%. We've wow. jumped over the 50% point. But we're still rotten. That's, is it really? That's still what, what, not fresh. Is it? Is it like school? Is it sixty I think or seventy? So, yeah, I think it's like sixty or something. Okay, so that that is modern school now. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the top two are both fresh. Halloween oh. two thousand eighteen, the latest Halloween at seventy nine percent. Not a bad ranking, oh, especially no, for, for a critics? horror movie. Yeah. You know. And coming in at number one, of course, as it should, nineteen seventy eight, John Carpenter's Halloween ninety six percent. 
I would say it better be over 90%. Yeah. Yeah. So that okay. is certified fresh or whatever they say. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Yeah. yeah. The, the fan side of it isn't so dissimilar in a lot of respects. What's the weirdest thing, if I may ask you to point something uh, out? Rob Zombie's first one comes in at number four on the <laughs> fan list. 59% for, for Rob Zombie's first attempt. <laughs> and his second one drops all the way to number seven with 45. Um, okay. Number three, um, the fan have not come around on number three season of the witch it is at number 10 next to the bottom with Ooh. only 27 percent really? saying that it, they liked it which i find that surprising that is I very mean, surprising six and five be it Mm-mm. no you're, you're no yeah. yeah you're very wrong yeah so that's that's pretty doo-doo but uh the top two is the original and the 2018 one at almost the same percentage points a little bit less than critics but almost the same percentage so it's interesting that in that respect that the critics enjoy those two halloweens more than the fans like i I don't i don't understand that so much yeah but they are really well-made movies yeah so I don't know. They're more nitpicky than critics. I can actually oh, see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who hates Star Wars movies the most? Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans. You know who hates Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Some Star Wars fans. I, 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 uh, right. Yeah. I happen to love Star Wars, and yeah. I consider myself a pretty decently big fan. Yeah. I probably am the biggest fan that doesn't own a ton of merch. I'm that guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm the biggest Kiss fan that has never donned Kiss makeup. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not on that side of it. I am one of the biggest Halloween fans that has a lot of bad stuff to say about a lot of the movies, I think. I don't know. That may not be true. But I do consider myself a fan you of the fair, series though. as a whole. Um, you are very fair, Chris. And even it was interesting. So just kind of jumping off of that, the this viewing of it, the last viewing I did, I did watch all of them in a row. I may have watched the first one a couple times in the in the interim but when I watched all of them in a row, I wasn't looking at them as critically, I'll say, or as intently as I was for this, because I had to talk about it, yeah. talk about each one. And talk I would about hope that you, yeah, I would hope you would look at these as how they entertained you, yeah. and the whole idea. A lot of times we say this, even when we're doing wrestling house show, would you rewatch it? Yeah, yeah. So, and then how often would you rewatch? Yeah. It? And I would rewatch, and I have rewatched a lot of these. I've even seen Resurrection at least twice. I've probably seen it, well, at least three times. because I, yeah. I hope I've seen it for the last time. <laughs> I'll probably end up watching it again at some point when I'm, sure. I don't know, in, in a few years maybe. Maybe even longer. But looking at them, I did gain new insight for myself for what I think about a lot of these movies. Um, I can think of specifically Halloween 2, actually both Halloween 2s. I, I, <laughs> yeah, my actually. opinion changed on both of them quite a bit, especially on this viewing. Yeah. yeah. And I got to change my opinion about Rick Rosenthal within this series. <laughs> right, yeah. I flipped on him. He was like, yeah, pretty... He's, he's pretty all right, so what a hack. Yeah. I don't think you called him a hack. But, I, yeah. <laughs> I think he was bordering on yeah. it, for sure. <laughs> I went, uh, I went hack really well yeah. on the directors of, and you did too, to be fair. I agree with you. On Friday 7 and 8. Oh, Fridays, yeah. 8, I remember. My, <laughs> I still hate that movie. It's stupid. I, resi- I would rather watch Resurrection five times before I watch Jason Goes to Hell again. Oh, oh Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. I was going to say Manhattan, though. Like, oh, I, Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, no, I like Manhattan. I'd watch Manhattan. For resurrection. Yeah. Oh no, I ripped on seven a lot. Yeah. You we equally ripped on eight, and then we of course hate nine. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So but anyway, back to <laughs> back to the shape. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I'm trying to think if anything 
agree with me on this go round. I, I wish I could say something did. <laughs> um, you know what? This one kind of grew on me a little bit after I watched the box set for the first time when I bought it a few years ago. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Four came up with me a little bit more. And I actually still, even though I had a good memory of four watching it when I was a kid, first one I watched uncut. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but it's always grown a little bit with me as I've watched it. As a standalone, it should have been left. If they're not going to go forward with that story, they should have just left it alone. Yeah. that That's my opinion on that. So four works for me, and it generally rises a bit. It's it's brainless enough and not too cute with the story. We haven't gone into the mysticism of it. Yeah. So you can watch four by itself and be like, yeah. Totally. I, I like four. Yeah. I, it, part of that is Daniel Harris and well, her yeah. role in it, and yeah. just but, I, yeah, but I mean, it, it is it's a haunted house thing. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, that one works. So that's the only thing I really acted a little different towards, and that's only because every time I watch it, I'm I enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, and, and more so than I'm probably expected to. Yeah. as a hardcore fan, you know, whatever. I appreciate on this viewing. I appreciate myself. That I, in my own brain, I was, I finally have separated parts four and five in my brain. And I remember the ending of one and the beginning of the other. And I remember, this one's good. This one's not so good. (laughs) And the man in black. And I can, hopefully this stays partitioned in my brain so that I remember them like they are. And also the same thing with H2O and Resurrection. Because I remember not liking Resurrection, but that bled over. I talked about it a little bit. I yeah. bled over into H2O, not liking that either. Yeah. Yeah. But it now suffered. I see. Yeah, it did. And I see. the. I can separate them. Like, you can separate Part 4 with its really good ending, even though they didn't follow up on it. If you watch it on its own, real good. Same with H2O. I was letting the beginning of, eight, of Resurrection hurt H2O too much, but... In my more seasoned brain, I suppose, I can just watch it on its own and be like, this is good. This is satisfying. Yeah. So my future watches of this, my and this is my Joey commissioned canon for Halloween. It's okay. going to be a little hacky. And I'll admit oh, that I'm a little hacky here. You don't think the, the, the canon of the Halloween franchise isn't hacky? But this is how you do it. All right. Okay? And you, like I said, you have to really go back to the well to do my canon. I think you know what I'm going to say. How, is Michael it Michael Myers went to the well. Well, oh, hey now, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll save that for later, Chris, because I feel like if I say what I'm going to say now, it'll spoil my list, and I don't want to do that yet. I'm going to tease it. So, do you want to get to another list? Sure. All right, so we're going to go back to some fun that I did on the Friday the 13th Mm wrap-up. I wanted to kind of follow the same format. I didn't really listen to it recently. I'll admit this on the air. And I was like, well, did I like this episode? What works if I did? So I'm going back to... What Joey learned on Wikipedia. <laughs> and I gotta say, I watched more special features and directors and actor commentaries than I did even for Friday. There's not really a lot of commentaries on yeah, those. I don't remember seeing that. But I really dug deep on this one. Not cool. to say I didn't want to yeah. do my homework on Friday, but I, I saw tons of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I watched all the featurettes. So I was actually curious could I learn more about this series? just reading wikipedia than i did at all these other things sure and i found a handful of things not as much as i did for friday because i feel like i knew a lot more about these yeah so i was really scratching for it but i did find some fun things that i felt was relevant enough for this wrap-up episode cool. so what i learned on wikipedia and i'll go in chronological order of course so i don't have much but okay. uh so for part one and some yeah. i don't have any yeah. by the way sure so part one this is something you hear about films 
But it's just nice to know that it happened to one of our films. Yeah. And I say the royal R. We. Uh, yeah. Halloween, uh, as of a few years ago, was entered into the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. So it is now being preserved legally. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> you have to preserve it now. It should be, yeah. Uh, you know, and the criteria is culture, history, and aesthetics. And it does meet all those requirements. For sure. And yeah. I love that it's in there. Just yeah. want to let everybody know you can sleep at night. <laughs> or as much as you can after watching mm. Halloween, yeah. knowing that it is officially part of the National Film Registry. That's awesome. And for you VHS guys out there, and I think I'm looking at one like right me. now. Yeah. Chris, let's yeah. do a little Prices Right here. Uh, I uh, didn't plan on doing Prices Right, but since I blew my... I'm, I'm not going to the Showcase Showdown from the last episode. Right. But Chris, yeah. I have in front of me, not really... Mm-hmm. But an original Media Home Entertainment VHS copy of Halloween 1978. Mm -hmm. And I'm going by an actual, this sold on eBay six years ago. So 2013 as of this recording. Okay. What do you think a mint, probably still sealed, I would hope, maybe even a clamshell? Who the hell knows? Not sure. But this sold on eBay. How much are you willing to bid? (laughs) For this game if show, if it bit. was me and I would, <laughs> if I saw that online and I had the money, I'd pay like fifty bucks for it. Okay, what do you think it sold for? Because obviously, it sold for yeah. way more than fifty dollars. Two hundred. No, but you you didn't go over. It sold for thirteen thousand dollars. Wow. Thirteen two twenty. Wow. Officially, that was the official bid that won. I would not have guessed that in a million years. Like no way. Like that's do, crazy. Do you have to turn two keys with another person just to view it in this guy's Apparently. house? Who bought that? Like, they, Why they, they, would? It, wow. Yeah, I have never seen anything. I'm not buying that kind of stuff online. I I find stuff at like thrift shops like, and whatnot. When you go to buy VHS, yeah. you're looking for it on the cheap. I still yeah, think, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. What are we yeah. pretending to not know? When here? I, when I get a lot of money later in life, I'll yeah. I'll start doing that kind of stuff. But I don't think I'll ever spend thirteen thousand yeah. dollars on that. That's that's uh what uh, they used to say back in the Howard Stern days. That's that's fu money. Yeah, it really is. I think I would spend a good chunk of money on the uh, Atari. Halloween video game. Oh yeah, that I would spend exist. a bunch on that. Yeah, I wish there was like some screen action playing on the Blu-ray for that. That would have been nice. That'd be cool. You can find maybe it's stuff a right, on YouTube. It's probably a rights thing. Yeah. Okay, and you can yeah you can play it on certain things online. Oh, like emulators and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's one of my holy grails. I'm also a VHS guy. I'm also a video game guy, and that's mm. that's one of my holy grails. That mm. and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video yeah. game. Do you have Porky's? I don't. I want okay. that. Yeah, as let me well. know if you yeah. find. I, okay. I want all those like really, yeah, the really off color Atari games. It's just yeah. funny to me. I can still remember seeing the pixelated girl in the shower. Yeah. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. I, I knew a guy that had that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, fun stuff. Back to Halloween. Mm-hmm. We could go back to Bob Clark being a part of Porky's. Okay, but that goes back to episode one. Halloween two on Wikipedia. What mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. is that Halloween two was the second highest grossing horror film of nineteen eighty one. And I only mentioned that just to mention that number one, you have a pretty good timeline guy? 1981, what horror film beat it out, do you think? Any guesses? That wasn't Friday the 13th, was it? No, no, good yeah. guess, though. It would have been Friday the 13th Part 2. Two, yeah. If it had one. Yeah, because Friday was 80. So I'm guessing it was number three or four that year yeah. if I had to put it up. I don't know. Uh, I always call it a 9 on a 10 scale. It's a damn near perfect film. One of my favorite movies of all time. Any guesses still? Mm-mm. John Landis's American Werewolf oh, in yeah. London. Okay. 
And yeah, that's that deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Yeah. I kind of hope it trounced it a little bit, yeah. but who knows? Sometimes you go on Wikipedia and there's a tab that says controversy. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh? Okay, let's look at that. And I thought it was going to be some MPAA bullshit. Yeah. So it turns out, um, prior to Scream Factory getting it real right, like they always do, yeah. putting out a Blu-ray. There's a Blu-ray of Halloween Two that existed in 2011 that they put out. Mm-hmm. Fans shit on this, and for good reason. Just for this little thing that Universal was like, this isn't a big deal, we'll just put it in. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the film, it does not say Mustafa Akkad presents. Oh, really? They cut it out of the title screen Why and put like Universal oh, Pictures wow. presents. Oh, man. And even <laughs> Malik was like, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say that, but yeah. I know he was like, this is very disrespectful, yeah. which means fuck you. Right. So Universal, shame on you for doing that. Yeah. All right, part three, Season of the Witch. Mm -hmm. And I love this because what's the one thing we really brought up that was an amazing thing about it is the imaging, especially that poster, that shot that they did in Phoenix, Arizona that they used on a lot of the posters in in, uh, 8x10s. That poster was nominated for what's called a Saturn Award. That's an industry standard for sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. It was nominated for Best Poster of the Year. Oh, that's cool. Unfortunately, since the movie came out in 1982, yeah. it lost to E.T. <laughs> Damn. I mean, wow. and then you go, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's E.T. It's the full moon. It's the bike. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> but damn it. Yeah. All right. For four, I got nothing. I actually wrote that. I got Oh, nothing. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I got nothing good for four. Mm-hmm. So, part five. Mm-hmm. So, that infamous original a beginning story with the younger kid in the shack not the old man the shack that was filmed Uh you hear about how footage can be destroyed we talked about this with friday seven the new blood Mm -hmm. supposedly as of this spring they may have found the footage oh really of that original scene so cross your fingers uh you may have to buy an (laughs) add-on or at least maybe it'll wind up on youtube or something but the beginning may exist to be continued that's cool yeah because like i had said when we did that one in the fangoria article that's what i saw i mm-hmm. saw the picture of that person and not the old man yeah. so yeah and that this was as of spring of 2019 oh, that they say right. this footage may have come into possession that's cool going through you know just like a yeah. raiders of the lost i i, I picture like a raiders room yeah. you know all those so archives I, see, I want that job I don't know, yeah. oh yeah yeah see number six i actually found Two fun things about six. Mm. One's a very good what if. Okay, so help me out a little bit here. Okay. The the doctor that had the heel turn in six. Wynn. Thank you, Dr. Wynn. Uh, as a callback to part one, that was not originally offered to that actor. Mm-hmm. Very good actor. Mm-hmm. It was originally offered to one of the uh, actors who was originally offered Loomis in part one, Christopher Lee. I did know about that. Did you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. So we could have gotten... Man, imagine what points that would have gained with yeah. even just us if Christopher Lee had been in part six. As yeah. shallow as that sounds, that might hold a little water with me. Because the writer Ferens was, I think it might have been in the commentary on the producer's cut. Oh, yeah? Was saying, I think it was there, or it may have been one of the articles mm-hmm. I read, saying that he wanted to cast Christopher Lee because he was originally offered it. Or it was originally talked about to be in the Dr. Loomis character. And I'm glad you said that. Speaking of Daniel Ferrance, who obviously is a fan, mm-hmm. uh, he pointed out it's a coincidence because it doesn't line up with the numbers. But mm-hmm. he did point out that 
as of part six, you can point to uh, similarity in subtitles between the Halloween franchise and the Pink Panther movie franchise. <laughs> so, it, but it does go in order. That's oh, the yeah. fun part. That's so, funny. okay, so Halloween part four is the return of Michael Myers. Part five is the revenge. And part six is the curse. Pink Panther part four is the return. Pink Panther part six is the revenge. And Pink <laughs> Panther part eight is the curse. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Like it. Thank you, Daniel Ferens. <laughs> we should really have him on the show. Yeah. And number seven... I didn't have anything, but this is uh, uh, something that I wanted to do on the episode that we were recording. And I, as soon as we hit save, I was like, damn it. And we don't really want to lay stuff in. So I'll say it here. Okay. And this also ties into part eight as well. And if you watch the vignette on the Scream Factory Blu-ray, when they're actually doing the featurette on H2O, I said vignette. It's featurette. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean. Pro wrestling. Okay. So he, you know, of course, throughout the feature, they're really talking about, man, I think we really did a respectful job. This feels like a good movie. I think it is a good movie. And everybody pretty much echoed those sentiments. Mm-hmm. The guy, the stuntman, the guy that actually played the shape, Michael Myers, in H2O, and mm-hmm. I forget his name. I wish I had it in front of me here, had the quote of the feature, because it's a long feature. Yeah. I got to say it's a great payoff because they talked about. For about five minutes before they finished up the feature at how bad Resurrection is. And they pretty much oh, kind of really? went there. That's funny. He said, you know, it's really a shame. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here. And this quote is amazing. I'd shake this guy's hand out of confidence. <laughs> it's like they took the franchise and revived it with the medical paddles. Like they zapped it back to life. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the body woke up, they whacked it over the head with a crowbar and killed it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I so, mean, it did kill the franchise, that timeline of it, anyway. So, Chris, since I didn't have anything for Part 8 as far as, like, a how-do-you-do factoid, uh-huh. I'm going to do something I rarely do. Okay. I'm going to quote a critic. Okay. It, and this is a tie-in to our previous wrap-up for Friday the 13th franchise. Mm-hmm. For the Friday the 13th franchise. Mm-hmm. So, Metacritic. Are you familiar with Metacritic, yes. Chris? Mm-hmm. They gave Halloween Resurrection a score of 19 out of 100 based on 17 reviews That's generous indicating a quote overwhelming dislike so i like that but then it goes on uh i guess one of the ones that counts for it lou luminick of the new york post mm-hmm. said and i quote it's so devoid of joy and energy it makes even jason x look positively shakespearean by comparison <laughs> spectators will indeed sit open-mouthed before the screen, not screaming, but yawning. (laughs) Boom. Yeah, that's... I I told you I fell asleep watching the commentary on my own for for that one, so he's not lying. (laughs) All comedy aside, this one's a little serious kind of in a way, once we get to Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I don't have anything for part two. But for part one, mm-hmm. I found out, and I don't know, I, I did actually didn't watch Rob Zombie's commentary. I know you did. Yeah. So let me know if he brought this up sure. or not. Uh, Rob received a congratulatory and pat on the back letter from PETA, mm-hmm. uh, of all people, no, praising that. his use of the commentary of animal harm in his movie. No. Saying, right. despite the fact that, you, you know, you showed the images and you talked about it, but he goes... It's important for us to have people point these things out because, in their opinion, if you do harm animals and mutilate them, the early warning signs are there that you could be someone like this. Hmm. And they 
like sent a letter out to him for that. They yeah. made the time to like write this. I was like, wow, that's pretty uh, interesting. It's pretty wild. So I just wonder if it was someone who worked there that saw the film was like, you know what, we should point this out. Like, I mean, maybe that's all it was, but yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. You know, I'm that's, not a, yeah. I'm, I'm not a PETA guy, but yeah. I'm not. You know, I don't know. I don't really go into that whole thing, but yeah. I know that Rob's a vegan, so. I, he was probably more excited about the chicken abortions line, even though it got that's, cut out. That's what I thought you were going <laughs> to Exa- reference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they're not, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they feel about chickens and eggs and all that stuff. I, <laughs> that's how deep I go into it. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, I said I don't have anything for part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will point out something I forgot to mention on the last episode, James Jew Courtney. This is yeah. the thing I learned on Wikipedia, and I really liked this. He's been around a while, and so I wanted to talk about this a little bit more. Maybe we can expand on it here to finish out this bit. Uh, he's 62 years old, by the way, so not that far from Nick Castle, who got mm. his uh, honorary credit there. He's around 70. 62 years old, started his career on the Universal lot, which is interesting because it's the Universal yeah. production, so I don't know if that happened because of that or it's coincidence. Mm. He was a tour guide who became Conan in their Conan studio show. Oh, that's cool. And... We saw him probably a good 20 years ago for the first time ever because, uh, and I will say, uh, probably one of the worst episodes of the series, but it's still memorable. So James Jude Courtney played Dirk Kindestad, which was the killed-by-death Freddy bad guy clone oh, really? on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, wow. the television yeah. series. I'm not a fan of that episode. It's not a good episode, but he did have good presence. Yeah. So that is actually the first time you saw this man in your memorable. life. Memorable demon villain yeah yeah so there you go that's what joey learned on wikipedia for the halloween series (laughs) i learned a lot of stuff as well very cool because i had only heard of like one of the things you had just mentioned there i think yeah so i did my job danny farron's but yeah it was it was cool looking into a lot of these and seeing the behind the scenes stuff and we've kind of talked about a lot of it going like talking about the directors but also just the little things i saw less articles and stuff for the later ones than I did on the earlier ones because I was going to Pangoria for all of them and Pangoria sure. wasn't around for a while or it was just online for a while. Yeah, it's back now. Is that weird? But, is is yeah. they're printing it again, right? Because yeah. for a while they weren't. Right? Yeah, I think they got new owners and over the past year or so. Is they, Tony Tempone still there? Or is I he don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know that thing. He was. But, I mean, yeah. he was. He's a big deal though for me. So. Yeah, it's it's new and exciting, and they're doing good stuff now. But there was a lot of cool stuff going back to to those older ones and just seeing. I've never thought about this entire franchise as one single franchise. It's always been movie, yeah. like picking things out here and there. Because that's it's hard to. It's yeah, because there's five timelines in yeah. the Halloween franchise, but no more. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you had to do like the crime pins with the, the yeah. string, how fucked up would that look? Yeah, because <laughs> so let's do the timelines. Number three is on its own. That's one. Zombies one and two. That's easy. That's yeah. on the second one. One, two, four, five, and six is another one. One, two, H2O Resurrection is another one. And then one in 2018 is the fifth one. So those are the different timelines. Um, But even that and seeing the the ups and downs of the behind the scenes and looking, I think one of the things that was most interesting to me and why I kept talking about it, especially in my intros, was the times that all of these movies came out that I don't really think I looked at as much when we did the Friday thing, but seeing how what else was being produced at the time and horror where it was going at the time that each of these movies was coming out and how greatly it affected 
all of these movies except for the first one because that was the one that was on the forefront. Yeah. Everything else kind of followed the pack. Yeah. And even though we, we talked about how the first one was a bit of a follower, but it still became an industry standard. It was inspired by stuff, but yeah. I don't think I don't think you could call it a follower. Yeah, no, I mean like I said, the Black Christmas is the closest you get yeah. to it. But it's different. It, it is. And I do like how the new one, 2018, is a callback to that old one, but it is modern. Or the original, I should say, but it is modern. And the fact that I made such a big deal about the parents being absent in the original Halloween, which is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but in the new one, her parents are there. Like, they are there throughout most of the movie. Yeah, and... and I don't, Allison's parents, I should say. I don't know if this was part of the dialogue going into mm-hmm. the thought of the script. But we're in an era of helicopter parenting. That's yeah. that's a term. That's a mm-hmm. real thing. And you see sort of both sides of it, I guess. Yeah. Because obviously Lori I don't that term doesn't really fit because it's more like secret service parenting or something right. <laughs> it's a whole other thing army parenting like black helicopter parenting or yeah something. exactly but at the same time you could see how maybe Lori's daughter the way she raises her daughter yeah Lori's granddaughter is sort of helicopterish in the sense that they are more involved in this setting yeah plus she was like oh hey I got the night off to go to your, you know, honor society yeah. thing. And she's like, oh, great. You know, yeah. so she she even has that. I kind of feel smothered. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that helicopter parenting slight commentary. I don't know if it was intended or not, but I did yeah. think about that. And I was thinking about that maybe on the initial watch. Like, right. oh, they are involved. They're going to be involved here, I guess. Yeah. They had more than one word of dialogue. Right. And of course, it was important to the plot in the whole the story as well of being about the family and the fact that Michael isn't a part of that family anymore this is the family so Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it took them how many years to get over that really bad decision that John Carpenter made in the second one because he thought he needed something to explain but yeah self self admittedly yeah. yeah. yeah so talking about the original and the new one I know you have another list. I would like to go ahead and do your box office because I have, I have seen the numbers at one point, but I don't remember them necessarily. I is I don't know if you know this specifically. Is the original Halloween still like the most profitable indie movie of all time or up there? That I don't know. And like I percentage feel like... wise, maybe. I feel like it did get taken over maybe by Blair yeah. Witch, but maybe yeah. with subsequent showings and anniversary showings, it may have outdone it. Yeah. I think that might be the case again. So I, I didn't, I wanted to do this one real quick before I get to the box office. Sure. So here's where your number is, as far as like talking about the original Halloween and how much profit it made. Mm. If you adjust for inflation with the domestic gross, so the domestic gross is 47 million. International, I think it's like 70 million. Yeah, that's the total intake, I think, yeah. for the release and any other releases yeah. down there. Which, you know, the new releases don't make that much because yeah. it's like one or two nights. Yeah. So, adjusted that, the domestic roast today would be $161 million. Wow. All right. You know, rounded down yeah. from 161.2. Yeah. So, let's keep that in mind. 161. And so, we'll see if any of the the newer ones or older ones or whatever beat it. Sure. Even though I, I don't have all those numbers for adjusted, but yeah. I think... At least knowing how well the new one did to see if it actually yeah. does beat it. That's yeah. the only reason I brought that up. So once again, 161. Mm-hmm. Let's start the list. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we are including Halloween 3, Yeah, unlike our lists. Yeah. So number 11, the last 
is going to be Halloween 5 with $11.6 million. I think that makes sense. That was one of the ones, I think, I don't know if this will pan out on your list, but I would think that a lot of those that came out really closely after the previous one probably going to do pretty bad. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Uh, number 10, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. Oh, really? Fourteen point five million. Yeah, I I can see that too because people were expecting something else. So yeah. word of mouth did not help that one. And I'm sure adjusted, this would have been beat by Halloween three. But number nine, Halloween six, fifteen point one million. <laughs> Good. It did half a million dollars better than Halloween three. <laughs> Halloween four is number eight, seventeen point eight million. That's unfortunate. I mean, that's that's a good movie, but I guess people just weren't into it at the time. Yeah. Now it gets weird. Because okay. <laughs> now you'd be like, okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Well, here we go. Number seven is Halloween 2. The original Halloween 2 from 1981. Oh, really? With $26 million. Now, That's almost $10 million more than Halloween 4. Yeah. But still, did you expect to see it that low? Not really, was... especially after them rushing to make Halloween 3 pretty soon after it, or a year after yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so number six, your favorite of mine, Halloween Resurrection, $37.7 million. Too high. So that being said, number five is Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie, $39.4 million. Yeah. Okay, number four is the original, $47 million domestic. International is $70 million, but the reason I'm not including international on this list is because I don't have all those numbers, sure. and I don't think a lot of them got theatrical releases overseas. I wouldn't think a lot of the yeah. the middle ones didn't. Yeah. So yeah, forty seven slash seventy million, but still, if you just count domestic, yeah. the original is number four on the list. Mm. Mm. Number three, you can probably guess them from here on out, but number three is H two O at fifty five million. Yeah. Number two is the movie that still holds the Labor Day weekend record, I believe, to this day. Rob Zombie's Halloween, yeah. the first one, eighty point three million. So you've I mean, jumped yeah. from H two O. They gained twenty five million dollars. Yeah, I mean the hype was big. We were hyped for it. Yeah, we went. So there's that. I wonder how many actually liked it. Yeah, you know, when they saw it, and of course the big enchilada, doubling, a legit double of wow. the number. Halloween twenty eighteen, hundred and sixty million dollars. That's good. It did get an international, yeah. of course. 255 million on the international take good yeah i yeah i'm not super (laughs) surprised by a lot of that but i'm i'm happy that people i'm happy that people reacted so well to the new one yeah that that kind of erases all the other sins at the box office here that is kind of the uh you know more so than any of our lists that we can make this is the one that is going to be cared about as far as the industry goes yeah this is what they're going to look at so at least three of the four of the top four are awesome. Yeah. I gotta say, I'll give it that. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I know it's in the industry. It's about money. And like I said, I'm glad it did well enough that we're getting two more. I'm just, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm anxious for the two that are coming out. I'm just like, how, with the way it ended, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, you know what it better not be? And mm-hmm. I didn't mention this in the last episode, but he better not be driving that truck, huh? Because we don't see that driver. There's no way. That's impossible. I mean, she would have seen him and been put off. Yeah. Like, even Allison would have seen him. It would have smelled like burning mask and, like, burning <laughs> plastic and hair. Yeah. 
And we don't know of any other friends that he has. Yeah, and he would have had to have found a tunnel or something. Well, he's apparently going to have to find a tunnel to get out of that yeah. basement trap anyway. So any before I get to your next uh, bit that I want to do with you, any predictions how they're, how Michael's still going to be alive? I mean, if it was Rob Zombie, you'd just be like, oh, he got out. Yeah, okay. Squeeze through the bars maybe, I don't know. Yeah, well, he rode a little white horse that was <laughs> miniaturized through one of the pipes that yeah. was bursting. Yeah. And then that's how he escaped. I mean, maybe she had, like, a sub-basement that he got into, or... It's like he, a panic room in the panic yeah, room. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to do a lot to, to sell me on that. Yeah. But we didn't see him die. We, yeah. he, was, he was gone by the end. So. Also, does a basement really necessarily burn? I know there's gas in there, but here's the thing. It seems like the flames go up, and it yeah. burns the house. So maybe he was spared that way. I mean, maybe just something as much as science could potentially prove this. I, I need. I do need some realism in he, these. He's movies. a smart guy, right? Sure. We we've, we've talked about this many o times. Somebody taught him how to avoid fire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Chris. Yeah. Something I really enjoyed when we did the Friday the Thirteenth wrap up was I put to you, uh, if you're going to make your own movie, and I would still like to see that, but if you're going to mm-hmm. make your own movie, you can only use people from these casts, mm-hmm. and. I don't. I don't know. We didn't. I didn't have as much care about certain actors in the Friday franchise that I did in this one. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't feel as close to some of them, which is an interesting commentary. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to keep it to. Uh, I mean, Pleasance is obvious, but of course, I would see people wanting to use him. But he is not around anymore, so I don't know if you have him on your list here. But Chris, I need you to cast six people. I don't even know if I said three men, three women, but do whatever you want this time cast a movie it doesn't have to be a horror movie though it might help mm-hmm. out of this whole halloween cast who left the biggest impressions on you i know there will be some non-surprises but maybe a few surprises as well yeah, i don't know if these are going to be necessarily surprises maybe one because i have talked about people i like throughout the series this list i did pick three men three women just oh, cool. it just happened to be that way because oh, i almost okay. didn't do it that way Neat. but part of it is because they made a big impression on me in the series mm. Part of it also might be because maybe they didn't get a movie that was up to their talent or what they deserved deserved at the time. So this is reparations for them because they're probably not going to be back for any more. And you will see why in my list. I'm also making it up on the fly right now as I say this, my basic premise for the movie. So I am... The basic premise is going to... Be, the jumping off point is going to be Halloween H2O. This is going to take place in wherever the kids have gone, wherever those buses have gone. That is oh. going to play a part in this movie. Ooh, you want to do like a sequel within this thing. A spinoff. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this will this will be the sixth continuity in the Halloween franchise. Did Lion King yeah. do this? Like that, <laughs> that one and a half? Isn't that like there's, a... Yeah, there's like a Lion King one and yeah. a half, but... Okay, um, Michael will not be in this one. Okay. There will be a different killer. Um, <laughs> Is this another Jason movie? <laughs> with with a different mask. Okay. With some other weapon besides a knife or a machete. So it's not um, Jason. It's not Jason. Okay. But it does take place at some sort of campground. Sure. Or something. I remember, and I'm coming up with like, this on the fly. Like Big Bear, California or yeah, something. Yeah, sure, okay. sure, sure. Right. Why not? Um, Dick Warlock, of course, will be playing the masked killer throughout the movie. Okay. We'll never see his face. He's like, he's about 70-something now, I think. Sure, just like but Castle. He, but he can, be a, he can be a killer. And he's Dick Warlock. 
And the main reason I cast him is because I want Dick Warlock to be on the movie poster. Yeah. That's nice. the main reason. He's, he, I like him, too. He's yeah. been in a couple of them. I like that we saw his face in one of the movies. Yeah. He can maybe play, like, the groundskeeper or something as well, so we yeah. see his face. Yeah, maybe he could be the har. Is it too hacky if he's the harbinger, too, or something? Sure. Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. Yeah, let's do that, too. All right. Well, yeah, the groundskeeper can be the harbinger. Oh, fair enough. Like... Yeah, and, and has been. Yeah. <laughs> so, he is the masked killer. There are a few different stars in the movie. Um, there, I don't really have... I haven't decided on a lead in I was say, I'm going through this cast list, and I could definitely get a murderer's row of actors out of this. Yeah, so you could. And yeah. some of that, I did kind of rely on some of that, but some yeah. just kind of favorites. Yeah. Brad Dorf is going to be the man who oversees these campgrounds. Okay. He's kind of hands-off. Whenever people start saying that kids are getting murdered, he's like, I don't, I don't care. He's just... <laughs> so kind of a, a play on his... Rob Zombie, Sheriff Brackett character, he's kind of fed up with life. We don't know what he's gone through sure. in this one, but he's just kind of done with it all. So it's like his Halloween character mixed with like uh, the the Mr. Christie guy from the first Friday. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of cares and he kind of doesn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this campground isn't reserved specifically for the kids, and there are four people that are on this i haven't decided if it's like a couples thing or if it's just two couples that happen to be there at the time when all these kids showed up okay but mm. this is what happens and so the kids basically the busloads of kids are going to be the cannon fodder we okay. don't really get to know many of them sure they're just going to be murdered by dick warlock throughout okay. the movie i think i might actually call the character dick warlock because i like it so much that might be the murderer's name i haven't decided on that yet I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in that for later. Okay. But one of the couples will be Daniel Harris and Paul Rudd. They oh. are a couple on their honeymoon, uh, newlyweds. They've all gone. They're a little bit older. They've gone. They're both on their second marriage. They've kind of gone through some stuff, but they've come together from that. And this is supposed to be their getaway. They're, for some reason, they're going camping. I, who knows why? Well, that's, that's what young people like to do. Like, yeah. this has been going on for decades, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they they are like 30-ish, mid-30s, somewhere around there. So they're getting their, like, second start on life. And they're just out there for a nice, relaxing getaway. They like the Brad Dorf character because he's not too involved in what they're doing. They can just kind of do what they want without anything. So, of course, they don't like it when all the busloads of kids show up. And he and they're like, didn't why didn't you tell us about it? And he's like, meh. That's what I would do. I, yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. And then the other couple is going to be... I, I I I want a pre-guess, and I hope my brain locks up with yours. I don't know so, if it's going to be. So go. It's going to be Ellie Cornell, who played Rachel from parts 4 and 5, and Wendy Kaplan, who played Tina from part 5. They are another couple yeah. who are also not on their honeymoon. They're on, like, just a getaway. It's a vacation. Yeah, they've had... They're busy women who, like, they're both successful in careers, but one's an artist... One's in business, and so this is kind of a reconnect for them. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And they are... So these four people are the ones that kind of get shoved together because they don't want all these kids here, and then all these kids start dying. So maybe it's one of them. We don't really know. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it's the groundskeeper. Maybe it's Brad Dorf. So it's a little bit of a throwback whodunit to, like, the original Friday the 13th, but with these four characters who survive to the end, and then you realize, like, what's going on. I've never done this since you've done this, Chris, but yeah. I, I'm going to throw something in here. Uh, and this has nothing to do with Chris's movie. You know what my pre-guess would have been? What's that? The older couple uh, oh, yeah. is Ken Forey and Octavia Spencer. 
That would be a good one. I think I might have to put like, eight people in there. Yeah. Like the Fred and Ethel. Yeah. Like, like we're trying to get some shit re- yeah. reignited here, yeah. and that's why we're out here. And they just aren't having... You think everybody else ain't having these kids. Yeah. They're like, man... <laughs> I, <laughs> they're just over. I'll bring you on board. You get a co-writing credit yeah. because I just put them in the movie. Sweet. So you remember the Simpsons episode where Homer just wanted to go fishing and they were having the couples retreat? Yeah. Think about that, but with a lot of murder of, okay. of kids. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, totally. And I could just see Ken like giving Paul Rudd like all the advice that he's yeah. not asking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's exactly. just smiling politely because so, like, it's Ken Forey. He yeah. towers over this guy. Paul Rudd. And Daniel Harris, they are newly married. They're just trying to figure things out. Wendy Kaplan and Ellie Cornell are reconnecting. They have a good relationship. They're reconnecting. And then Ken Faree and Octavia Spencer are kind of that couple. that They're kind of tired of each other, yeah. but they still love each other. But yeah. they, they're always separate. They're arguing a lot. Yeah, It's so, Alan yeah. Pegg. It's Fred Neffel. Yeah, it's yeah. the three different like parts, beginning, middle, and end of a relationship. Yeah. Murder. It's fun. Nice. That's my movie. Awesome. I might actually start writing that. I kind of like that now. I, I do, yeah. I just came up with all of that in my brain. Okay. Except for the cast, I came up with all of that on yeah. the fly. And, and no, yeah, you, you're going to have to set budget aside for definitely Paul and Octavia just because yeah. of their positioning right for now. Sure. Yeah. And all the other ones are great. And I'd like to see where they're at right now, too. Mm. I love this. I like, see, I, I would have went more obvious. I like what you did with the female couple. Yeah. Because, man, yeah, I haven't seen them in a while. I'd like yeah. to see what they're up to. Yeah. The same way you brought those two guys back from Friday Five yeah. in your last uh, feature. Yeah. So, yeah. And Good those are... Thumbs up for me. <laughs> those are the ones, because Rachel got such a raw deal. She should have oh. been in Part Five. Tina got a raw deal. We didn't even know if she was killed. And she should have been a bigger part of that movie if she was going to be in that movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And Paul Rudd, of course, deserved a better movie than Part oh, Six. So. His first yeah. goddamn movie, Chris. His and, first yeah. movie. And like I said, Dick Warlock, just because I like the name, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's a fine actor for he's, a mask guy. And you know what? Who comes off really well in those featurettes? Yeah. Dick Warlock. Does. Yes. Yeah. He'd probably then, be a joy to work with, as they say. And Daniel Harris and Brad Dorf, because I love them. Like, All right. That's period. Love them, period. Yes. And before we get to our rankings, let's mm-hmm. find out what, not so much the Rotten Tomatoes people, but here's here's one that I know that I could just go on right now with my phone and be a part of this, yep. is the IMDb, you know, on a 10 scale rating. Mm-hmm. So zero stars through 10 stars. This is what the fans of IMDb said, and this is where they rank the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, mm-hmm. we're not doing a top 11. Mm-hmm. We're doing a top nine. There's a big tie in here. Uh, okay. So at one point, there's going to be a three-way tie. All right. So number nine, which is still the last and the worst yeah. and the big goose egg, according to IMDb, even though it should have gotten the big goose egg probably. Yeah. Number nine is Halloween Resurrection with 4.0. Good. That's, that seems high, but good. Yeah. Number eight is our tie. It's a three-way tie for eighth, as you could tell if you could do math properly. Three-way tie for eighth. <laughs> Uh, and uh, let's see, I'm going to jumble them around here. Uh, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. And Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers all got the same star rating on IMDb. 4.9 for each of them. Hmm. Yeah, you can expound on that on your list, eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't... I thought people came around on 3, but I guess that's just people in like the more horror-centric community. Yeah, it's maybe. just... They're too good. They're too big for uh, IMDb or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the, the normal people are 
not hip to it yet. Well, anybody that has that kind of opinion on Halloween 3 probably has their own YouTube show or <laughs> sure. podcast like we right. do. <laughs> and they're not so busy being on IMDb every day and or don't have the kind of job that would have you be that bored that you could just post on it they're every right. day. They're I'm, I'm going to go with that. Go. Okay. Number seven. Halloween 5 with a 5.2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number 6, H2O with a 5.7. Too low in my opinion. Mm, yeah. we'll I mean, see, we'll I, see what happens with my yeah. list. But. I mean, I, I guess if you... The only way I could justify that rating is if you're counting... I mean, and that's I guess that's the idea of this page. But I'm not thinking about all the movies in the world. Yeah. I'm not trying to figure out how H2O stacks up to Amadeus or the Deer Hunter <laughs> sure. or something like that. So, I maybe in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's not that far off. Yeah. But in the context of this, it does seem weird. That's just my commentary on yeah. it. Okay. Number five is part four with 5.9. Number four is Rob Zombie's Halloween from 2007 mm. with a 6.1. I know people like it. Jumping up point four spots to number three is Halloween 2 with a 6.5. That's pretty good. Just point one higher is Halloween 2018, the true sequel, with 6.6. Seems low. It does to me, also. I, I figured on IMDb, that's like a 7.5. Yeah. I, I think, like, worst case scenario, yeah. 7.5. Yeah. But not quite 7.5, but a 7.8 is good enough to get you to number one on the Halloween list with the original, of course. So it's funny. It's from 1978. It gets a 7.8. <laughs> Easy to remember, right? Yeah, it seems low too, but mm -hmm. uh, people are people. <laughs> so why should it be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should not get these timelines together so awfully. Okay, all right. <laughs> Well, I dug myself in a hole, but now I'm going to hopefully get out of it. I got, I'm got. i going to do my list first because okay. I consider Chris's to be the definitive. Oh, Chris, is, Chris is the uh, the head head of state of the last theater, sure. so you're going to get last uh, word. All right. So more of me talking, sorry. <laughs> I do have visuals for you since we're on the radio. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, good. So to start off our official season of the witch halloween fan rank listings <laughs> and i put season of the witch on top of my pile just yes. so i wouldn't spoil things for you so showing him the case for that yes it's good radio it's, it's, isn't yeah. it though yeah. like the guy here from rock strikes 10 it gets to be a top 10 list since we eliminated oh, yeah part three you did that on purpose didn't you eh, no. planning this. I, not at all okay so chris yes number 10 yes my very last bottom goose egg you know, it's almost like these reviews that I'm looking at have almost kind of made me think maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't know. And and let's say this on the front here as yeah. I tease my number 10, my bottom. Yeah. It, me putting this list together, it was the most difficult to rank the bottom four. Yeah. It's like a four-way tie for last. And I really, yeah. I'm not trying to cop out. These are a four-way tie for last mostly. Yeah. And... I, the, the way that I calculated this mm. is I really went back and tried to be like, what movies did I like more things out of that instantly sprang to mind that might make me think, okay, if I rewatch this, I won't be having the worst possible time. Right. So that being said, even though I say it's a four-way tie, I think the one I'm least likely to go back on, that Chris has been staring at for a minute while I build this up, is Halloween 6. The Curse of Michael Myers That's fair. is on my bottom because I thought about it a whole lot. And as much as I hate the endings of some other movies that I'll get to, 
I think especially the theatrical cut is what I base this on. Yeah, that I is too on mine. that is almost an unforgivable last act. It's it's pretty terrible. It's garbage as shit. Yeah. And the other thing I thought of, the way the movie started versus the way it ended. Yeah. Like what is that? Yeah. At least with some of these other movies, they kept a consistency about themselves. Yeah. And you knew what it was, and by the time it ended, you're like, okay. Yeah. This falls off the rails so fucking bad, and I don't feel like it's a case of knowing too much about the production. Right. This movie was shit before I had internet access, so it <laughs> yeah. stays at the bottom. I know. I didn't have the same kind of connection that Paul Rudd did to, to uh, research the Cold of Thorn. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll explain my list as well, but you... I'm not going to let you sway me. I already made my list, but you're making some good arguments so far, and we're only at number ten. Yeah. I don't want to steal too much of your thunder, no, Chris. No, no. I know you you always do better than I do on these explanations. Number nine. No surprise here. No surprise. Because you expected to hear it at some point. Yes. Halloween Resurrection. Number yeah. nine. And still going into, I can't think of the next time I'm going to rewatch this. Yeah. Even though the narrative from the beginning to the end doesn't fall off the rails like The Curse did. Yeah. It's just a bad movie. There's unforgivable things in that one as well, yeah. Huh. This might be a bit of a surprise, Chris. Mm-hmm. The way I talk, which means something else goes above it. Yeah, right. So number eight is Rob Zombie 2007, the first Rob Zombie Halloween. Not a super surprise to me, considering you said it was one of your biggest theatrical, the biggest theatrical disappointment in your life. And I hope the venom I gave this on its own episode also points out just how bad those last two movies are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I came into this series... I was fully prepared to put both of his movies at the bottom of this. I know you were. You were building up even the... So when we did the Resurrection episode, like at the end of that one, you did not look happy about what we were about to endure. No. Yeah. You want to pre-guess what the next one is? I bet you could tell since I did that. Is it Zombie 2? It's Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. Yeah. What else can you say? We said a lot about that movie. We did. That was one of our longer episodes until the end. So, I don't think we're quite at my line yet. And I don't want to say what mine is. I'm just going to ask you when we get to yours, like, where the line is. Okay. Like, am I prepared to, like, watch this? Kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, okay. So, that being said, number six is five. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the Revenge of Michael Myers. What else can you say? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a it's, bad movie. It's not very good. <laughs> and it's almost halfway into, I mean, we're almost in the top five. And we're yeah. still like, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I mean, there are parts in it. Like I said, I put Tina in my movie, so there's parts of it I like, but she wasn't given the movie she deserves, so it, it's not a good movie. And yeah. The Man in Black, that's all you need to say. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the other Tina. Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, the top five, Chris. I feel like we're going to match all of our five, but I'm you very, so? very curious you about so? this. I I have a feeling i feel like our bottom five is different but our top five may be the same but let's see number five halloween four the return of michael myers okay. yeah fun movie this might be where my line is i'm not sure i'll yeah. figure it out once you start going through yours so yeah and you know who knows i i do feel like it's a better movie than five i don't think my nostalgia Absolutely it is. my nostalgia is like not 100 it is yeah, okay. All right. not to spoil my list but there's no question that four is better than five and another slight cop out i feel like this is kind of a two-way tie for three but i'm going to commit to a list okay 
this was just as hard, if not harder, than going with the bottom four. I did the bottom four a bit just to over-dramatize and just right. fully put forward how bad those movies are. Yeah. And while five may be really bad, it's just slightly less bad than all the other ones. But these other two I really like for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. Same kind of people involved. <sighs> this is really tough. Yeah. But as far as like me rewatching after this run, yeah. just squeaking... Out of three into four was H two O. Okay, yeah. So I, I I'm not super surprised because yeah. I mean it, it could have been three, more, but yeah. yeah, easily could have been three. Yeah, and it's weird. I feel like we glommed about that movie more so than my number three. But at the end of the day, we did a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is coming as no surprise. I could see that one coming up. Yeah, yeah. Halloween two from 1981 is number three. I'm not going to really draw this out too much. Pretty sure I know what's coming up. Number two, the latest Halloween yeah. from 2018, which of course makes the original the number one. Any surprises for you, Chris? Not the- super surprised. I will say right off the bat, we're not so dissimilar. Okay. The placement is different for a lot of them, mm. but they're close to where they were in, in my list as well as your list. Right. Um, I, I like that I might have swayed you out of the bottom. <laughs> I was surprised that you put, even after what you had said about Rob Zombies, I was surprised you put two above the first one. And I did that because of what we talked about in that yeah. episode. The Brad Dourif, Daniel Harris stuff is what strictly brought that up. Yeah. Also, maybe because I didn't see it in the theater. Right. There's that. Like we said, the stunt casting was better. Yeah. Kind of everything that I hated about the first one, I felt like there was at least a little bit of an attempt to make it better. Yeah. That being said, all the family stuff that involves the Myers is still garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't sure about the bottom of the list. I was pretty... I thought one of Zombies, or both of them, might have been at the bottom. I, su- but, I surprised myself. I just yeah. kind of went with... It's also a little bit better made at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I really I went by really nerdy wine and cheese, yeah. like brain batter for me. That's right. really the only things that pushed them up, because these other two are so hacky. They are, yeah. And maybe it's just a little bit of the I like certain parts of Rob Zombie's brain and personality, and as a dude, yeah. that maybe that also helped me put his stuff up. But that being said, other than that, they're still yeah. all tied for, you know, they're really tied for just bottom. Yeah, they really are. Maybe the only other thing, maybe, I thought you might have put H2O above too. Yeah, that I was really the only, yeah. that was my, like I said, biggest debate in my head for sure. Yeah. I just, like I said, I just kind of went with, uh, what am I doing tomorrow? Yeah. Which one would I watch? And That's, that's fair. Of... Yeah, number two is super easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. A little shorter. Yeah. Actually, it's a lot shorter. Is it? Yeah, uh, by about 10, 15 minutes, something yeah. like that, somewhere around there. So. so you want to hear my list? Is it is it time? I have been waiting for this for All at least right. an hour. So I don't have the radio visuals that Joey has, um, but I do have my notes in front of me that I'm going to be discussing. Like I said, we're not dissimilar in our list. I will say that your bottom four and my bottom four are different, though. Completely, huh? No, not completely. There's one switch out of there. But coming in at the bottom of my barrel, at number 10, the movie that I said earlier tonight that I might watch again in a few years but only if I watch the entire franchise again Halloween Resurrection from 2002 why do I dislike it so much Kung Fu I like Buster Rhymes as a human I don't like his character in this movie 
the fact that the dumb Deckard kid, well, he's not dumb, I, I like him fine, but the fact that he never even crossed paths with the default star of the movie uh, is completely dumb. Uh, it's boring. I fell asleep the second time I watched it recently. And the fact that they killed Lori in such a stupid, hackneyed way, where she kissed him on the mouth and fell into the CG trees, it's stupid. I don't like it, yeah. and I don't want to watch it. It makes me, I don't know, I want to watch MTV Sphere, <laughs> I want to watch Blair Witch, I want to watch good stuff from MTV, and I don't want to watch this movie again. It almost makes me want to watch Higher Learning more. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go watch Katie Sackhoff in a good movie. And, and plus, it made you kind of thought you didn't like H2O as much as you did. Yeah. It, yeah. So that, that's, when it makes you hate a different movie right. that it's associated yeah. with, that's it's also not good. Bleeding out into these other movies. That's like uh, hurting The Matrix with its sequels. Yeah. I can still watch The Matrix on its own. <laughs> I, I don't mind the sequels. I, I know, but yeah. I'm just trying to find something yeah. else that was... For sure. You know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> The so you had yours at number nine, Halloween Resurrection at number nine. I have it at number ten. Okay, number nine for me is your number ten, Halloween six six six, aka Halloween six, aka Curse of Michael Myers. All of those titles. This movie is also doo doo garbage. I don't like it either. Uh, the fact that that's concentrated evil coming out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one thing that Resurrection and Halloween curse of michael myers have in common is the fact that they killed a character that i really 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 liked in the first act of the movie and in ways that were really 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 stupid and of course like you said in your list you were talking you said that you were doing the theatrical cut and that's what i'm doing as well yeah. if i was doing the producer's cut it would probably still be in the same spot but it wouldn't be as bad on my list sure uh the final scene the the beating him up with a a pipe with green goo coming out of him after getting tranked up is so dumb and when we watched it again i had kind of forgotten what had happened and i was just you, know, you like, understand why you forgot yeah i, I just mean, said like, what and i it's so so bad i remember someone saw that in the theater somebody yeah. I, I might have referenced during this series but they told me the ending and i was yeah. like no no yeah. no it didn't no they didn't yeah the only reason I put this above Resurrection is that I do kind of like the Kara character, and I like some of the stuff in between, the dumb beginning and the dumb ending. I like some of that middle portion when they're in Haddonfield. Um, not all of it, actually not a lot of it, but I like some of it here and there. Okay. Whereas in Resurrection, I don't like any of it. I don't like the deaths, <laughs> I don't like any of it and i think the cameraman deserved better though. yeah i guess yeah i did kind of like yeah. that but even that was stupid they made it stupid because of the the thing with tyra saying a good shot it's like, no it's not it's yeah. stupid it's, it's dumb so these are definitely under my line of don't watch these you're you're gonna hate yourself if you watch these <laughs> uh, coming in at number eight for me is your number eight it is rob zombie's 2007 reboot of the halloween franchise reasons i don't like it Everyone is a garbage person, except for maybe Lori, and like I said, uh, Michael's mom for the most part. Uh, I like the violence in it because it's fun to watch, but it's not a Halloween movie. It's a Rob Zombie movie, which I like Rob Zombie movies some of the times. Yeah, we, we talked about that, yeah. yeah. But 
I don't like it in my Halloween movies. Don't <laughs> don't don't get your Rob Zombie in my Halloween movie or yeah. whatever. The, yeah. yeah, and it feels like two movies. It feels like two separate movies. Yeah. Two movies that could be good on their own if they weren't called Halloween, yeah. but two movies nonetheless. That's why it's number eight. Yeah, imagine if we we didn't really pontificate on this too much, but if he'd have gotten to do two original movies without it being Halloween at all and followed an arc of a kid that becomes a serial killer early on, Mm -hmm. that could have been something. Yeah. And it would work, especially nowadays. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Coming in at number seven for me is not Rob Zombie's other movie. Oh, It is your number six Halloween part five. The Man in Black walked his way to my bottom four. Yeah, wow. I keep saying The Man in Black because it's so dumb. The ending of this movie is one of... It's on par with the ending of Part 6. It's... I hate it so much. Especially... And the fact that the previous one, I do like the ending a lot with Jamie killing her foster mother, although they retcon that out for the next one. Sure. This one that I'm talking about, which is one of the reasons I don't like it. And the fact that it also did that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't like the psychic connection between Jamie and Michael. As much as I like the Jamie character, having her not speak served no purpose. Yeah, and that, That's what you want to do for a good actress yeah, is not give her any lines. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tina, but other than that, this movie is just, it's not fun. And I'm not going to watch it again. Some of the kills later on are kind of fun. Um, I don't even like the scene with Loomis and Michael at the end. I just don't like it. I I think it's it's, it's yeah. very unLoomis yeah. in a lot of it. And Loomis is so like off the rails and just yeah. almost psychotic at that point, which makes sense. But I just it's not something I want to see. Not even the wrong Michael in a mask bit, the comedy bit with inside the car. Oh yeah, not even that, huh? That that was fun. Like I said, I like a lot of the Tina stuff, sure, but it's sure. just. It yeah. all feels kind of pointless at the end. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this question after your next entry because I think I know what it might be. Number six. Was your number seven Rob Zombie's Halloween Part 2? So, the mom on the white horse beats out the Cold of Thorn and the Man in Black. Yes. Wow. Because of the stuff that I liked about the movie. You did what I did. Yeah. The stuff that I like in Halloween 2, even though, again, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie, it feels so far away from a Halloween movie that I can enjoy it more because I'm not thinking about it anymore. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't wear the mask for most of the time yeah. and then when he does it's like half gone. Yeah. It makes me enjoy this Rob Zombie movie. I was like there could be a fan edit almost of this yeah. where there's almost no mention of Michael Myers yeah. and the mask even like yeah. somebody could really create something neat I think if yeah. they had done that. Yeah so for sure. That's another reason which makes it probably better. And I might even be wrong on my list for that reason. Yeah. But yeah. And personally, this was my biggest surprise upon this viewing because I felt 100% sure for the past 10 years that Halloween 2 would be at the bottom of any of my rankings. But it's not. It's number six. That's a pretty respectable ranking on the list. Um, I still despise the horse stuff. I don't like the new kid that he got. No offense to the kid, but I don't like what he was meant to do in this movie. He was almost more like a Village of the Damned kind yeah. of kid than he was in anything else. And even Rob was like, man, I hated to recast that. Yeah. Because the other guy, he just... He was hey, too big. Hit a growth spurt, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, like, in reshoots for the first one, they came back a few months later, and he was already kind of like, ugh, you're, you're a bit big oh, at wow. this point. Yeah. Wow. So by the time they got around to this one, he was just like, it's, it couldn't be done. Wow. 
I enjoy the violence in the movie, of course, um, the ultra violence and the like on set violence, apparently. Yeah. But and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But like you, the bracket family stuff is really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. And that elevates it above the horse. That was the sole reason why I boosted mine up a little yeah. bit more than you thought I might have. And I like Lori's friends. I think yeah, I like yeah. I like them as well. Okay. They're they're not super developed, but I like them well yeah. enough um, that they're memorable. I like the wolfy scene. I like a lot of it. So okay, it's there's a lot of good in that one. I wouldn't necessarily say to watch it to watch a Halloween movie. Yeah. But I think this is where my line is. Oh, okay. it's kind of in between this movie. Okay. So, like... It's like watching Phantom Menace with the fan theory that Jar Jar is a undercover Sith Lord. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can actually get something maybe out of it yeah. if you have your brain tell you something right. on the front end. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. So, yeah. Right. My line is right in the middle. So, if you like Rob Zombie, watch the movie because you'll probably like it. If you like... I think I said this on the thing. If you like Halloween, probably don't watch it because you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And just ignore the horse. Just close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm blind. It's, yeah. too, it's too bright. <laughs> Number five on my list. These Some of these may surprise you. Number five for me was your number three. Halloween Part 2 from 1981. Wow. Unfortunately came in at number five because I think on this viewing I mentioned it. I like it less now because partly because we watched it back to back and I can see the super huge difference between the two. Yeah. And partly because I just like these other ones more. Wow. So I didn't do it any favors uh, doing that little experiment. So <laughs> right. I really hurt the ranking of Halloween 2 here, I think. <laughs> but I like Halloween 2 still. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's an easy line. watch. I would I would watch it again next week. Like okay. I, I enjoy the movie, but it's more of a simple, straightforward slasher and of the time as well, which mm -hmm. is to say kind of mindless. There's yeah. not a whole lot to it. And some of the the ways that they get like back and forth through the hospital is it's a little bit convenient and jumbled and there are people a lot of people in there that are just there to get murdered which is fine but i think the movies the other movies on my list my top four are just better written movies coming in at number four on my list we agree 100 percent on number four on your list as well as halloween h2o 20 years later i like i said i enjoy this movie I would watch it again next week. And this was initially ranked a little bit higher for me, I think. Or maybe one higher, maybe. But I think it does take a little while to get going as far as the murdery stuff. Yeah. And besides the first act, but I, so I see what you're saying. They had to lay a lot of trap. There, there's a lot of, there's a gap. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind it. I actually like it because I like the Lori character in this version as well. Yeah. I think we talked about how well done it is and how interesting it is. It does take a little while, and the fact, but the fact that like her son and the girlfriend just kind of get away scot free, and they're just kind of gone at the end yeah. of the movie. Um, I don't mind it so much because it does kind of feel like the 2018 one, where it just kind of flips. At a certain point, it just stops being that, and it starts being this other thing. And something I haven't mentioned in any of these episodes since you since you're on this one right now is that. Maybe from a fan favorite perspective, yeah, I would say this one and the new one probably tie with most satisfying finish. Yeah. Now that may sound like sacrilege versus the original, yeah, but as far as like closure, I think that the new one and H two O have the most satisfying endings for someone that may just watch it 
on its own that might not even be a fan. Does, I can do see you agree with that. I mm, for myself, no, but well, yeah, but like as far as the argument, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a thought yeah. I had. So. Yeah. yeah. A number three on my list was your number five Halloween Part Four. I really like. I've said it. I really like the Jamie Lloyd character. So going back to the original, John Carpenter had mentioned that he wanted to make a haunted house movie. And by the end of part four, that's kind of what we got. We got this haunted house movie because they all end up sequestered in the house. There is a little bit of weirdness of how like Loomis and the sheriff just left for no real reason we talked about. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I would watch this movie a lot. And I'm glad that I can separate this from part five and that I can enjoy this one on its own without anything else and i can just imagine in my own brain what is supposed to follow this after jamie ends up killing her mom it would have had a really tight movie and i definitely would have sacrificed five and six to have that movie yeah that's all yeah uh so no surprise on the final two halloween from 2018 is my number two because i like it a bunch we talked about it for a really long time on the previous (laughs) episode and yeah it throws away all the stupid stuff that people had come up with over the years and it's it's a very satisfying conclusion. Even though we know there's some mystery to it, th- I mean, it does feel like a little bit of a throwback because you see that shot in yeah. the burning basement and he's not yeah. there, kind of like he wasn't there in the, the original. Right. I, I do. I noticed that on the third watch is that yeah. they did the whole different location yeah. shot yeah. Uh, just like they did in the original. Yeah. So another thing I didn't point out in the episode that I wanted to there. Mm-hmm. And kind of a final word on this movie in particular the Friday the 13th remake from 2009. Mm-hmm. I told you how much I really liked that yeah. one. And it was pretty damn satisfying. And after like maybe... I mean, it would it has to work as a new thing. Yeah. Unlike this being a direct sequel. Yeah. So it was a different kind of satisfaction. Especially after a lot of bad movies. Yeah. So, like I said, a different idea. But so satisfying. And I can only hope that there is uh, equal redemption for Nightmare on Elm Street. And I I haven't seen the new Child's Play. I'll just put it right out there. I hope that maybe you can get to that point with it, maybe. But maybe especially something like a Hellraiser that really needs that that new shine on it with the original guy, too, by the way. Need Doug Bradley to do it. Anyway, I just need these things to have good closure, finally. And I'm glad that it did it. Another reason to love it. Sorry, Chris. I'm delaying the shock of uh, your number one here. I pretty much announced this on the first episode we did. Halloween from 1978 is, of course, number one. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It regularly makes my top five movie list, not horror movie list, but movies of all time list. Yep. Because it is an almost perfect movie. Totally. Yeah, totally. Let's go ahead and get out of here, man. I'm satisfied with this entire franchise wrap-up. And something that I lied about on the last franchise review, but we actually will get to Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. So Spring Break and Springwood was delayed by a couple of years. Yeah. But fine. it we'll it is happening. That is the end of our Halloween, our journey through Halloween to Halloween. For now. For now. There will be some follow-ups eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, we have to go through Spring Break before we get there. And so, of course, listen for those on cnjradio.com, those Nightmare on Elm Street series, coming up in a few months. But in the meantime, there will be more to listen to on The Last Theater over at cnjradio.com. And, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that other stuff, and The Last Theater on Twitter.
if you listen to one of these or all 12 of them, I want to thank you guys out there. Yes. And check out Rock Strikes 10 on cnjradio.com because, Joey, you can plug your Halloween episode that you just recently did, which should be up by now, probably. Yeah, it's definitely going to be up by now. And every song I play, all 10 songs tie into, without directly tying into... Uh, pretty much every Halloween movie. I figured out a way to get it in there. I'm I'm really proud of some of these. So nice. check it out. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, check out all that great stuff over on cnjradio.com. Chris, I look forward to your solo episodes coming yes. up and look forward to coming back to do Nightmare and Elster with you down yes. the road. I'll so keep, I'll keep the light on. Please do, and I'll see you soon. Bye. I wish I had you all alone Just the two of us Thank you.